0: I believe in quiet luxury just as soon as I stop screaming.
1: I never cry over spilled milk, but I will cry over my wife's <laughs> facelift.
0: Oh, 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 oh no. Shout out. My wife's
1: selective plastic surgery. Nothing's wrong with that.
0: I actually found it, you guys, it's Andy's girls. I found the, I always forget his name, Sergio. Sergio, right? yeah. I found that now niche, almost viral, but not really video of Sergio lamenting, things are falling in the cloth, we're doing great. Lamenting and really going through the painstaking process of tracking his wife's um, cosmetic procedure to, in fact, be. Incredible television, and it Riveting. was an Instagram reel. I've watched it in full four times. I'm probably gonna watch it a fifth tonight. I can't get enough of it, and I'm I'm not even mocking it in watching it. I genuinely find it to be interesting commentary th- in his like worry about her. I can't stop watching. It's the best as we were talking about before the episode. It's, it's the, the highlight
1: it, of Dubai. Yeah, so it's far. the best thing that
0: Dubai has done well, so far.
1: I think that it's there's something sweet about it. But there's also this like lack of self-awareness, which is what makes it oh, the perfect God. chef's kiss like housewife's moment because he doesn't seem to understand at all that like this is a this is an elective procedure and that like he might she'll be fine. No, I know he knows that like in a literal sense. And also he didn't know that she is, would be
0: fine. And, and maybe true. it's not about her being fine. Maybe it's about his wife being in pain.
1: That's totally fair. And people do die during plastic surgery all the time. It's scary. No, it's it's true.
0: Not like happy holidays.
1: I, I don't think like I don't know. Like I don't well, think I
0: know. The BBL is BBL. Yeah, the BBL is tough. That's what everybody talks about. The BBL um, is tough.
1: That's because of like fat embolisms fat from... that can, ha- that, is yeah, that
0: what that is. Well,
1: that's what causes the fat. I didn't even know that fat then... could
0: have an embolism. I would just think it would have a chaff. Um,
1: I could be totally wrong. I'm making it up, but I believe that's what causes death from it. But like anything, you go under anesthesia for can have complications. Obviously, I
0: don't even think it's a complication. So I, th- I do think it is the fat. I don't think no, no, no. for BBL, fat from, yeah, yeah. like your but arm I'm saying should be in your ass. I think well... that's a part of the issue too. Is that like should these two things? line up right
1: they've gotten better them they're like less dangerous now but um no i just mean like for a facelift or lipo or anything anytime you're going under the knife yeah you can have of course so you're right sergio's right and i should be more compassionate i am compassionate
0: i'm not saying i'm not taking away from your delay because i know (laughs) that i'm in the minority on this i a hundred percent know everybody who i've seen comment on it has said it's cringe i don't disagree
1: i don't even think it's cringe i just think they're so bizarre because i've Caroline on Ladies of London. Different Caroline. Different Caroline, but also like like her whole thing was like kind of was Ice Queen, like all the way. She was that was her whole shtick. And like it got kind of old by the end because she was like kind of just nasty to everyone. She was tapped out. And yeah, she was like, She was moving to Dubai. It. She's moving to Dubai, that's right. Um and then on Dubai, like trying to get her to kind of like hang with other people and pretend to like have real relationships with people. Like I don't think that's <sighs> her mode at all I mean, maybe she's figured it out now but anyway why are we talking about Dubai the video was great and we have no interest in the show otherwise speaking of because we were just literally
0: um, talking to each other pre and I haven't introduced you yet but I will oh, right. pre Andy's girls recording which is the thing that we're doing right now um, we were talking about the fact that there's too much tuna in the words of Nick Kroll it's just there's simply too much tuna there's too much programming but instead of talking about the 14 Bravo shows that are on air I do just again want to <laughs> (laughs) circle back to Caroline Stanberry and say that Caroline Fleming visited her recently. Mm And I believe Dubai because I know she was in Beverly Hills, obviously for her procedures. But I think she was back home when Caroline Fleming visited. And there's something so wonderful about both Caroline's no longer feuding with each other and just like being friends because Caroline Fleming was like phenomenal.
1: And she's still in London? No,
0: I think she's back where she's based. I don't know that it's London. I think she went back to where her oh. parent or her father, may his memory be a blessing, and stepmother were based maybe after he passed. Actually, I don't know that that's I true. I get all those She might be confused. in London. Wonderful. <laughs> I think it was... <laughs>
1: I just think that Northern Sorry, Europe is confusing. Apologies. I don't think I'm... Northern Europe gets confusing. Well, I'm terrible at geography. You can't but, ask me how many states there
0: are. Um, I always get it. All.
1: I, I, it's, it's changed throughout my I life. I wish they would just reboot Ladies of London.
0: Who would be in it? Some London people back. Um, But would you want Ladies of London to be as it was when it began, where it's like Americans versus Brits?
1: Who has more money? Who has more? I don't. I mean, no. I think unless they're like mm. firmly established there,
0: would you want a Ladies of London or Real Housewives of London?
1: It's a really good question. Um, I guess I'm like, I don't know. Like, I almost feel like I need Real Housewives to chill and just, like, not dilute the brand further. Mm. And I kind of just want shows to be their own thing. In what way? In the way that, like, I feel like Married to Met is so successful and isn't Real Housewives. It's not like Real Housewives of Atlanta too. It's like mm. a, it's like its own show.
0: Um, just wanted to say that Caroline Fleming is from Svendberg, Denmark.
1: Denmark, you're right, and we love Denmark.
0: We are allies to Denmark.
1: I just I can't get, get enough confused. of it. Love a
0: castle,
1: but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Northern European countries.
0: There are, and you know, but there's only I've one been Caroline to, Fleming. I've been to
1: Denmark. Have you? Yes,
0: and it was a great trip.
1: Yeah, I was. It was a little bit of a whirlwind. It was briefly in Denmark. <laughs>
0: That feels like the beginning of a story.
1: No, I like I was it was like after college, I went visited some friends who were in Europe mm. in different places with another friend who was in Paris. And we went to a bunch of places, including Copenhagen briefly.
0: Um, I was on kayak the other day because I was like, I need to flee this place, even though I literally was just on the West Coast. But <laughs> um, and so I was just looking at like whatever's cheapest in Europe or anywhere, honestly, and thought I had some great ideas for like a $300 flight to somewhere and like go for four days. And then I checked my checking account and I was like, you're going to go to Soho and you're going to have a great <laughs> afternoon walking around not buying I love anything. A walk. I love a walk. I love today's return guest. You know him as Housewives writer and culture commentator. Welcome back to Andy's Girls, Louis Pitesman.
1: Thank you for having me. And this oh is the longest God. we've talked before an in intro. You
0: know what? I like to stretch it out now. I do like to kind of stretch it out before I do an intro. There's something about it that I that's my version I mean, of I, magic. I also that's like, my version of
1: podcasting I magic. also like to imagine the person who like is listening but hasn't seen yeah. the episode title totally. or the name like or the just, show notes. They're just they just randomly mm, who could
0: listening. it be? I love that. And that is
1: a little bit of a surprise.
0: You know what? Every day is a surprise and a journey. <laughs> I feel like today I feel like I've completely lost my footing. Today I've like every day has been a roller coaster of emotions and today's roller coaster is like you're having an okay day but also everything is terrible and I feel like I'm drowning in it. Mm. So you know that's just kind of my status update. Yeah. How are you feeling today?
1: Um I'm having a real strong emotional response to my hot water being off.
0: Your hot water is off. Yeah and it,
1: for some reason like always happens mm. when it's cold. Because like, not that it's ever good, but like in the summer, I will take a cold shower if I like absolutely have to, and in the winter, like I've done it, but it's very it. bad, and you feel awful after.
0: It's like my body physically
1: cannot accept. And you should. It's like cold. not good for you. It's like well, uh, to be in icy in water
0: because they do those plunges. I know, like but $200. you're not supposed to like
1: actually. Be in cold water for a long time, and then also, you can't really get warm after my apartment's also like the heater's broken. Oh, in so my this is nice
0: because my apartment right now is 7,000 degrees, so yeah, this yeah. is a nice change of pace for you. Well,
1: I'm, I'd like it cold.
0: Well, Lewis, you're I'm okay for though. That. I'm you're okay. For no, I'm just I'm just lot. saying that
1: like if I took a cold shower right now, mm. I wouldn't really have a place to like warm up properly. Okay.
0: And we want you to feel it warm. It seems dangerous. It's the holidays. We want your heart and other body parts to feel warm and comfortable.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Um you're I'm going to so try welcome. to I was googling like festive experiences for December.
0: We should do a festive experience together. I just wanna, we like, only really ever record We've, we can. We've seen each other at, at Bravo stuff.
1: We should record, and we don't have to record, but it would be fun to record on location at like a roller quick, sk- ice skating? ice skating. Oh God no! I would totally do it. I was looking up like I'll record a voice note. I was looking up um like Dickens fairs because I went to a. I've never been to a run fair. But Take I've been out to, the ends and call me. I went to a. a <laughs> <laughs> I went to a Dickens fair I mean heat. <laughs> like fifteen years ago in the Bay Area and I thought it was like a thing they did all over and then I Googled it and it's like, no, it's just this weird Bay Area thing. But there are other places that are like it. It's like
0: It's like a Ren fair, but, yeah, it's, but it's like Dickens. Charles Dickens.
1: So it's like a Christmas thing and you I drank like buttered rum and Aren't walked you Jewish? around.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm just I checking. mean I'm
1: celebrating Hanukkah. No,
0: I love that. Do you have a Hanukkah bush? Or you No, I don't I know, because our parents put the fear of death into us. Uh, no, I
1: I just the like guilt trip of guilt trips. No, I've had a Christmas tree before. Have you? Yeah, when I was like dating a Gentile. Oh, that's fine. yeah. No, I mean yeah. like I. I mean, it's fine regardless. Whatever <laughs> people choose to do. I to I didn't. In. I first experienced Christmas when I was in college, and I like Christmas, and now I celebrate. Christmas is the best. Both, but not like not actively in the sense that like I don't really do anything for Christmas. I do mm-hmm. like light a menorah now for Hanukkah, and I like usually have like three to five people over which is the most so that i can sweet. do Finny without event. well yeah i mean my apartment's fine but it's not really seating wise there aren't a mm-hmm. lot of options mm-hmm. so like i'll probably get russ and daughters and just like mm. make latkes but but for christmas um yeah i don't really do any. well i usually go to a friend's mom's house for christmas eve i love that so but i want to do yeah i want to go like at like a fair or i want to like go to like a town with really good Christmas lights mm-hmm. and just, like, drive around there without having to drive. There is right? town in
0: Queens that's supposed to be spectacular. I'd love to. Because I love everything Christmas. I mean, you really can't compare Hanukkah c- to Christmas because Hanukkah isn't that big a deal for Jews. What's right. big for Jews is the High Holy Days, which is really a nothing burger when it comes to, like, getting gifts. Sure. You know, we're not getting a present for right. the Day of Atonement. <laughs> I might be atoning for my credit card, but, like, that's kind of where things end. Versus Christmas, which is a very big deal. Totally. And also the lights. I oh, do wish love. they would. You
1: know what makes me sad is that they don't film Salt Lake City over the holidays because I really liked when they had mm. Hanukkah and Christmas. Did they ever do Christmas? I remember them doing Hanukkah. Who did? Didn't wasn't there was that just Shabbat? Wasn't there? like There was Shabbat. Was there that, was Shabbat, there Shabbat after Meredith's
0: dad passed. Remember, and Lisa was oh, yeah, over yeah, I remember and they that. got to I have a on. false
1: memory of them doing Hanukkah. I think because I think that Salt Lake City should be over the holidays.
0: It should. I do think that Salt Lake City should be over the holidays. And I'm going to need a New York City fall. And I'm going to need a New Jersey Thanksgiving. These are the things that we need in our life to commemorate a journey and a did year. We, they
1: were, were they still filming Jersey over Thanksgiving?
0: Uh, the the upcoming? No, yeah. definitely not. Okay, but they're they're certainly talking about it, right? Because of some switches, shall we say, in the alliances. I just said <laughs> with Jackie <laughs> meandering on over to a different side. She was just at Jen Aiden's Christmas party, uh, yeah. And I can't stop looking at those photos and videos and. While Jackie has every right to do anything that she wants, and while I would love for this to be real, because I actually think it would genuinely be fascinating, I have to be very honest that no part of me thinks that this is a real thing. Not where even she, like
1: remotely. But
0: I would be into it if it was. I would be into Jackie maybe being I'm- like, wow, maybe I think i love Teresa all this time. I just don't think that that's happening. No. It might be fun to watch her, you know, attempt to... Paint this as real, or maybe this literally isn't even a part of the upcoming season. It's like the smallest part. Oh, I think it
1: will be a big part of it. You think so? Because I think with Melissa and Teresa so separate for much of the season, I think it's going to end up being about their faction. Like, I think it's going to end up Mm, being more about whatever happens between Jackie and Margaret. And Melissa is now involved in that, too. Yeah, Um, Melissa and Jackie are not okay. No, she did that podcast with Aaron where she was like isn't it so funny when people try to like buddy up to the per- most popular person on their show which i was like i do think Jackie's a unique situation because it's less about like i mean i do think it's a similar reason mm-hmm. last season was so hard to watch because she was so upset about being demoted and she was so thirsty for camera time which i just find like not a fun thing to to watch
0: i don't think that she was thirsty for camera time necessarily i just don't think she was reacting well to the fact that she had been Oh, I thought she was like, you think she was? Okay. I I thought she was a little bit more
1: aggro than she needed to be in certain situations, which part of that was legitimate resentment at the new girls. And I think part of that was like, I need to be in moments because I need to be. And it's like funny because she doesn't need the money, obviously. So it's not about like. But it's never about the money. Well, yes and no. I feel like... It's about feeling valued and... I think that's generally the reason, but there yeah. are people who have been on shows, especially shows like The Rules. Or oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for like,
0: high net worth Housewives, yeah, and it's a very, for, very, very for Jackie, small no. list.
1: But for there are like people where it's like, you can tell they need to be in more episodes because they're literally being paid by the episode, and they mm. really want to be there and not mm-hmm. miss out on that paycheck. And with Jackie, it fully is about like wanting to be in the mix. Um, I just don't know what... Jackie talks about with Jen Aiden or Teresa I guess we'll find out potentially or not
0: I mean I think you talk about just like whatever you talk about this is fun this is nice I mean How I don't know what, I don't know what Therese, People have different I don't know, know what Teresa and
1: Jen Aiden talk about
0: I think that they there's uh, I think that they there's tons of stuff for them to discuss I really do. You don't need to like have a conversation about philosophy. I mean, what's the difference between what Margaret's talking about with Jackie and what and what Jen is talking about with Teresa? There might be a different level of nuance. I think some of but... them,
1: I can imagine them off the show more. And Teresa and Janita and I have a hard time imagining what they're like when they're not being filmed.
0: I think that Jen is probably much calmer. And I think that Teresa is probably the same as to what we've seen of her lately, which I think think aside from Louie's stuff, which is a big aside, I think she's like in a pretty good spot right now with her life. I do think that she feels settled in a way versus the feeling of unsettled with how her husband has been received. Um, the Jackie thing though is interesting because one would think certainly based on what Marge and, um, uh, um melissa have said or sort of intimated that the reason this is happening is because jackie wants another can of tomato sauce you know like they don't really hold anything so it's right. like she wants <laughs> to hold should be tomatoes but can- they're not bag of trash like it's yeah. like what are you whatever it is that they are supposed to be a you know a beautiful jar of marinara she wants that back the thing of it is is that if you are a friend of, it doesn't mean you're not going to have any camera time. You might have a ton of camera time and stay a friend of. The difference being if potentially these relationships aren't really real and she feels like she's not getting what she wants, if what she wants is not necessarily more camera time, but also to be back full time, it might be difficult for her because if she wants to like switch back, let's say, in the future, I don't know that her former pals would be as welcoming. Right. But I also, I don't know the reasons behind this. I know. We'll I'm have so to see how, it, how it. it
1: plays out. I do think that I can't believe
0: there are literally 17 franchises airing right now. We're spending an hour and a half on New Jersey, but this is New Jersey. It's a great, it's a
1: great franchise. It's so funny that we're talking about shows that are not on. I feel like, I don't know, to me, like Jackie's a very smart person. Obviously, I think she's do you disagree?
0: I don't I gave a face. It's not that I it's not that I disagree, but I just think um, in intellect does not make oh, no, good no. TV. I think she might be making the no, wrong sorry. choice. It can make yeah, great I'm, TV. I'm but... saying
1: what I'm saying is I th- like when I think about why sh- why this is happening. I can only imagine it from an intellectual perspective of like she is like the show is not going to exist with Teresa and Melissa together for many years to come. Let me be with the person I think will end up on the show for longer. That's how I intellectualize it and what I would imagine like someone who is more thoughtful than reactive might how she might see it. But I can only guess that.
0: Yeah. And I also think there's a skill set that is, you know, there are different forms of intelligence and there are different love languages, frankly, in relation to a person's like street smarts versus, right. you know, you're and you read a fucking book, but you're not taking a note. Like there's yeah. there's different ways to like look at and she's a lawyer and a writer and yeah, has the I, great I book just I out, but it doesn't mean that she's necessarily an understanding of what it you know, she would need to get back on the show. And the thing is oh, that, like, she might not need anything. It, may, it just might not be. Yeah, I don't, might gonna, be I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Her. No, my my point is not that, like, I think she's making the right move. My point is, like,
0: she can analyze it. I'm moves. imagining
1: it as more of an intellectual exercise. Yeah. Because I think that, like, I have a harder time imagining that she suddenly was, like, Margaret sucks, Melissa sucks, like, let me, like, be friends with Jen Aiden and, and Teresa, who she knows. Are, can be so shitty based on her past interactions. Like it just feels so unnatural. And again, like we'll see it play out, or we won't, because she's not full time. So who knows how much we'll see? But
0: but the thing of it is with with Teresa, for example, I think she's probably a very warm. I know that she's a very warm person in real life. She obviously has like a great circle of friends who are not on TV. I think she is doing fine and would be someone that you. You might not want to cross her on reality TV. You might not want to be in her family if you like start stripping her brother, but you (laughs) could have a great friendship with her. Like, I'm not going to take that away and I'm not going to take away the quality of what that friendship could look like. She uh, certainly, I'm sure, has people who she considers herself to be emotionally intimate with and connected with. We just don't see them on TV, but she always does those like fucking group dinners in New York, you know, looking great and surrounded by people who seem to be having a you know jolly good time and so it's it's possible that Jackie might genuinely be attracted to that kind of energy it could be just a happy consequence of her strategizing how to kind of turn this story it could also be that at the end of the day something happens with her in marge and i don't know how it affects her relationship with melissa but Obviously, something has happened. And it just, you know, those BravoCon panels, it just did not make sense to have Jackie on that stage. It just it did not make sense. And it felt like she was being swallowed up by some of the other chaos taking place. And that is sort of what I would anticipate to happen. But who knows? I mean, honestly, I'm just glad.
1: I'm just glad that one of the hardest moments, like one of my worst BravoCon memories from the first year, was that woman attacking Jackie when she asked the question.
0: Oh, she was like, "Why don't you go fuck yourself more quickly?" It was. It was, was, like, it like, was that. like, "Why
1: don't you admit that you're like a super fan of Teresa and that like you you're were so desperate to get on the show and yeah. all this?" It just like made she's me... she's in a different era. It just um, it bummed me out, and I, I'm so I guess I'm glad that Jackie was. Not the target, I guess. Jen was. Um, I wasn't there. I just listened to a lot of podcasts about it. So
0: like this one, like Like this one one. recording right now.
1: Um, I have a real aversion to Las Vegas. Like I have a really like I. It would take a lot for me to go there.
0: Well, I assume it is going to
1: stay there for a minute because
0: it was genuinely really well organized and the
1: space was great. I totally believe that. I think what's hard about Vegas is that it's literally just hard to get around. Yeah so expensive in a way that like it's just like it's a pain in the ass and i think that i get why new york was not ideal for it Mm -hmm. obviously i'm biased because i live here um but i just like there are so many more options to like go out and eat that's not crazy that there aren't a ton of people at like vegas is just so crowded and expensive and i've never been a fan um but You know, if I end up more West Coast at any point in the future, I would consider going to Vegas from L.A., but I'm not flying cross country. Well,
0: with bated breath, we (laughs) will wait and see what happens with BravoCon 2024. But speaking of the here and now. Uh Uh-huh. So there are seventeen Housewives <laughs> franchises on TV right now. I want to say publicly that I owe you an IOU because I wanted to do a taking it personally with you about Married to Medicine, but I had to catch up on so many fucking Housewives episodes that I co- I still have not seen the most recent episode of Married to Medicine. And guys, I'm holding myself accountable. I'm hashtag systematic <laughs> bullying myself. I'm probably gonna watch it right after this, which is of no use to anybody when it comes to a tip this week about Married to Med. But there will be one forthcoming because I know. I'm going to have stuff to say about the most recent episode because I know some shit goes down with sweet tea, which we don't have enough time to talk about that. (laughs) And Greg. And then also, I did see the fight with her sister and Phaedra inviting Quad. So once again, we are talking about things that are outside of the um, spectrum of (laughs) this week's worth of Housewives content. But I do just want to shout out Married to Madison, which is to me, the single greatest show on Bravo, and I know a show that you are excited to unpack. So this is my I O U. We will be recording at some point in the future. Of Married to Bed, take Great. Me personally. Uh,
1: in the meantime, everyone who's not watching should be watching. You just got
0: to watch it, and I from the beginning, frankly,
1: because it's the 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 history of it on that you show. you got to see the
0: Mariah era eras honestly because yeah. her return is was confusing um mm. but my God the gifts that we have been given also the fact that Greg is back I literally, literally <laughs> the look in Quads eyes of like I can't believe they're doing this to me and I agree with her I also can't believe that they're doing this to her but it is <laughs> fascinating it's so great and also to see just and see this is us talking about very but I like, to see everybody else in the cast like re. Back to the sweet tea, Doctor Greg dynamic, and pretend that this is a good idea. I haven't seen the most recent episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's possible that I might normally change your mind based on new information. I can absolutely, you know, go fuck myself if it looks like it's a forever love. I just, it's, it's wild. No, I, I the different generations of married to med are wild.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think here's a good segue. I think one of the things that makes married to med so amazing okay. is that they are all professionals and that even with this like ridiculous like setup of like you have to now film with your ex-husband's new wife I feel like they always pull it together and are willing to do that and I think that these w- women show up to work one of the major problems with Potomac right now is <gasps> that that's not happening is how I feel
0: okay um <laughs> Okay, so you arrived to the clawfish and I was re-watching the end of Potomac. Yes. Because I watched it yesterday and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. So I re the end of it and I really... It's not that I don't understand what's happening. I just feel kind of confused about what's happening because it it feels odd. Yeah. The, the NECA-Dr. The NECA Wendy, Wendy yeah. dynamic to me is this is an odd conflict. And while a part of me is like excited that Dr. Wendy is activated, another part of me is like, this is not working necessarily. But also I feel weird saying that about Potomac.
1: I'm fine saying it about Potomac because I will say, just to clarify, I still enjoy watching Potomac. Obviously, I think we're in a a really great Housewives era Mm. and shows that I was not excited about like Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills are having great seasons and Miami is having a great season as always. So Potomac, I still enjoy, but it's like the least successful housewives right now. It's also in like just started. So we'll see how it goes, but that's just like how vibes wise where I'm at. The Potomac is like the one I'm least excited to watch of those four. I don't feel
0: in any way like less excited. It's just that there are parts of some of this that I'm not necessarily curious about because, for example, the Dr. Wendy Nneka thing, it feels like what we watched happen at Pickleball, which there isn't enough time in the world to talk about the fact that Pickleball is literally table tennis on a court. Enough
1: about Pickleball. Just play
0: tennis. And like, if you love it and you're getting cardio, like, God bless. But like, you're playing table tennis in a tennis... At a tennis court.
1: There's something insidious about pickleball. And there I think something, there's it's something unnatural it's being about forced it. on us. And I don't like it showing up on every Bravo show.
0: Can uh, we rename it? And I love pickles and balls. I can, you know, <laughs> neither here nor there. But um, like, is there, why is it pickleball? I don't know. I think know. that's a part of it too. It, it feels, I feel like infantilized. Yeah, it's a little bit ta- too quirky. It is too quirky.
1: Um, The Wendy, Dr. Wendy and Nneka situation, yeah, I we think need is, to talk a, about it. is an example of like, when breaking the fourth wall would be really useful because, what I gather, and I could be totally wrong, but this is how I read the situation. Okay, is that you're wrong? Just Oh kidding. my god! <laughs> is that uh, Neca and her husband, whose name I have not learned yet? Okay, overplayed their overplayed very how well attractive they doctor gentlemen. very attractive how well they knew the Osefos and used that to whatever that they claimed they knew Doctor Wendy and Eddie better than they actually did. Because it seems like the fight is coming down to whether or not she knows Wendy and Wendy's mother being upset that she's using Wendy's name out of like and she doesn't have the right to use it. That she either in her interviews to be a housewife or in whatever in the lead up to the show suggested that they had more of a relationship than they actually did. That seems to be the root of it. You don't feel that way?
0: I don't know that it's like that. Neca told casting that she was closer to Doctor
1: Wendy. I'm just I'm I'm saying that there are elements, but otherwise it doesn't make sense to me because Wendy is like I, we don't know each other. Wendy keeps saying that, and it, and Neca hasn't really presented it that way. So it seems like there's some subtext here that we're missing.
0: I think it's it, it it does to me give Bethany Kelly energy from what we were told about their history prior to Kelly joining the show of like. We saw each other at cocktail parties, but we don't know each other. Or like, you've seen me before in social surroundings, but you're pretending that you've never met me before. Or Phaedra and Nini. And I know that I said that on a previous AG, but like, it doesn't mean it's doesn't maintain that it's any less true. You know,
1: I just feel like But Wendy's mom being involved. Seems like there was an element of like specifically being upset. Her anger, if any of that is true, I'm sh- some version of that probably is true. I do feel like something was lost in translation with that whole thing. With the argument at Pickleball? Everything's been said about Wendy's mom feels like there's something lost in translation in terms of how it's been communicated. You The shrine? I don't know.
0: I don't know that there has been something lost in translation. But I think the difficulty with that argument is that NECA is trying to present what she is saying happened with phone calls between, um, family members between her family, her husband's, her in-laws and Wendy's family. And what Wendy is saying is when you try to communicate that and you use the wrong words, I am going to prove that through the fine use of language that the entirety of what you're saying is a lie. Because if you misspeak in how you're sharing that story, I'm holding on to your use of language as opposed to did your mom call my, I forget who it was, cousin-in-law, maybe, although there was also a sister. No, I think it
1: would, that's, but that's what I mean when I say lost translation. I feel like it's a game of telephone a little bit. But that I I enjoy.
0: I like hearing about cousins-in-law and moms and sisters.
1: But, well, what I, yes. But what I mean is that I think we're losing what the crux of the issue was. And it seemed like, at least in the early communication of that, that Wendy's mom was angry at NECA for using Wendy's, upset with NECA for using Wendy's name. Is that not what was communicated? I feel like no. I-,
0: I think you're right. I mean, I think it's. I think it's that. I think it's a, a characterization of Dr. Wendy's character okay. that there seems to be some sort of upset about from her family, or maybe just a feeling of like you are a new person joining
1: the show. Yeah,
0: this is an established I- housewife, and I don't want to. F- yeah, I guess. I guess that could be a part of it.
1: I just. It just seems like we're missing a lot of. It seems like we're missing a lot of. Context of whatever their relationship was, if any, before the show, whatever Eddie's was with her husband, whether or not they were Facebook friends or not, which that I'm like, was very was so confusing. weird because I was like, is Eddie really like on Facebook, like choosing to unfollow people? It just felt very. St- strange, but possible. I don't know. But
0: then again, there is a sort of similar argument dynamic where it becomes a conversation about language. And really, the conversation is about actions and behavior. It's like, do we know each other? Did we go to college versus who gives a shit about any of that? In the last 48 hours, did you unfollow this person? Because if, if NECA's attractive... Dr. Gentleman Husband is upset about that. Yeah. That's the thing that, that was, should be discussed. But like, it
1: was a very weird fight because I felt like Eddie wasn't really answering the basic question of whether they that's knew the each whole other. Po- that's
0: the point, right. Yolanda. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: That's the, like, that's <laughs> no, the thing. I, I just, Neither was right. Dr. Wendy. I, Neither
0: of them were answering there's the questions. something there's And something, I love Eddie. I love Happy Eddie. There's
1: something, I love Eddie, too. There's something very... I just feel like we're missing a piece of it and, I, and it also feels like NECA is coming in so hot in a way that I didn't think she would in the last episode because she felt much more like measured about it. And then in this episode, it escalated very quickly.
0: Well, if someone is saying that you're lying because you misspeak, I I would be pretty pissed. I get
1: it. But I had the same frustration that I had with the Courtney... Candy fight on Atlanta last season where it was, a, you don't remember this? Oh my god, I'm like... When Courtney's first episode I was Candy, out they like got in a screaming match at that party. Oh, about
0: Paris. I would never forget Paris. It, yeah. w-
1: But it was like, Candy was like, I don't know you. That was the entire argument. Right. It was like, you're saying you know me, I don't know you. And Candy was right. She was right, and Courtney is the worst, but my <laughs> my point is that, like, I just kind of don't care, because I feel like, unless you, like, break the fourth wall, like, I think what it comes down to is, like, I am a famous person on television, and you are acting like we have a relationship that we don't actually have. And if you're using that to kind of elevate your status on this show, I don't appreciate it.
0: And the thing with the fourth wall is that's what the reunion is for. The reunion is for her to say, I am on, and by her, I mean, Dr. Wendy to say, I am on the show. And I feel like you were misrepresenting whatever, if that is in fact the case. And we're not going to say, here are the phone logs, because thanks to the editors, we have screenshots. We know that seemingly her mom called. There was some sort of conversation. It didn't go terribly well. For when, seven minutes, nine minutes? I thought seven was minutes. Six or seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, that is a significant amount of time. Yeah, for it's sure. Longer I, I, than I've yeah. had talking to anybody on the phone of recent
1: I don't disagree with you that like that's what the reunion is for. But I do think that I get a little bit tired of conversations where it feels like I know that Brian says this all the time about every fight's about the show. I think there's an extent to which that is true. Brian Moylan, shout out. But I do think that sometimes the the fight is so nebulous because we're missing a crucial component here. And I don't know if I don't know if in this case it is the fourth wall. I don't there's a lot of like context that feels like it's missing family context, show context, whatever it is like that feels like I don't really care about why they're fighting because I feel like I'm not getting it.
0: Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this, chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad See, I actually, like, it's not that I don't care. And, you know, I love a double negative. I I do, I'm interested in it. I'm yeah. not not interested in it. I'm not 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 interested mm, in it. Mm. I, I am interested in it. I, I think that it's also nice to have, like, a little bit of a break from the other stuff, I'm sure Robin agrees. You know, like oh, sh-
1: absolutely. There's, it's
0: not like that's not going any. I mean, that will still be there. There's something to be said for the ways this like has enabled other housewives who are usually in hot water to be in the position of reacting. Like Candace's reactions, wonderful. Yeah, Mia sort of being
1: like, I'm "Oh obs- my god," you I'm obsessed to, with like, Wendy being truce- like, "I'm going to make up with <laughs> Mia now." It was. Honestly, so funny because the thing about about Wendy is that she is actually not good at fighting and that she always gets flustered. And this happens, like, every season. And she always, like, she's so smart. And you know she, like, has mm. the right thing to say. But she gets so flustered. And, like, the way she kind of just, like, tapped out and was, like, I'm going to make up with Mia now was kind of iconic.
0: Honestly, I think I'm pretty similar to that. I, oh, not, I would have the same I'm not thing. great at being mad. You it's think not of things one like of my strong... Hours I later, I think great I'm very things. good at that. Yeah. But I'm not great at, like, expressing my anger or yeah. frustration.
1: I totally get that. Yeah, no, I'm not... I'm not not interested. I should say. Also, I'm just. I I know. I said that I didn't care. I. It's not that I don't care. It's just that like, it feels a little bit like. What are we fighting about? And I think my bigger issue with Potomac is that there are a lot of conflicts going on that feel like they're not getting resolved and won't get resolved. Mm-hmm. And that. And so it's like a little bit of like, okay, we'll we'll have this other fight happening, but like, you're just delaying the fact that like they're icing Candace out. She also doesn't want to film with them. You know, Ashley and Candace feel like they're not going anywhere with this lawsuit going on. Um, Giselle and Robin, like, don't want to be around. I mean, they'll they'll do it. They show up to scenes, but they don't want to talk to Wendy at all. They don't want to talk to Candace at all. I feel like there's... Karen's the only one who's, like, there to, like... You know, and it, Karen's like a great Karen housewife. Had an
0: excellent episode. And Karen she's like one line of like Robin's outfit, you know, whatever Juan <laughs> doesn't even like want it or something. And it was so quick and so sharp. And then she immediately was like, Don't use that. I <laughs> screamed. I was laughing so hard.
1: I, I do love Karen. And I but I feel like Karen is playing that role. And I think we kind of made fun of it because it was really silly when Heather was like Heather on Salt Lake City was like, oh. we're going to have like a party to end all of our conflict now at the, fr- the premiere. But it's like, we actually need that. Yeah. And unfortunately, with Potomac, I feel like we have a lot of really strong OGs who don't really want to budge about certain things. And it's created a situation where I worry about those conflicts never getting resolved. It feels like there are factions on the show now that make it hard for them to all be together and like actually be together.
0: I have to be honest about something. It's the only thing I'm going to be honest about today, by the, the way I phrase that. Um, I get a little defensive about, about, Potomac? about Potomac being criticized. Really? I do. Even if I don't disagree, <laughs> again, there's the joy of that double negative. I do just like get a little defensive about it because I just want, I, I am sometimes overprotective. I think mm. I'm like that a little to a much, much lower stakes perspective but like i was a little bit like that with new new york is this your is
1: this your number one potomac is that your number one house i don't
0: have a current number one and i think that's a part of my current identity crisis Mm. because my number one until season 12 and a half through 13 was historically new york but potomac was a very 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 bright light yeah and you know old new york may its memory be a blessing I can't say that New York is my current franchise because we just haven't experienced New New York. We need more time. Yeah, and I don't think that New New York, as much as I really, really genuinely enjoyed it, I I don't look at New New York and be like, wow, that's the greatest, you know, like the current cast. I'm not going to be like, that's the best thing I've ever seen on Housewives. And we've been so fortunate to have needed and required so few reboots that when I say Beverly Hills is my favorite franchise, I don't need to think about which generation I'm referencing. I can just say the show as a whole. We're in like different now arcs and chapters and stories with New York. So now I can't really say New York is my new, yeah. new York franchise. And I can't say that like, Potomac is my number one right now but like also I I can't not say it my number <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I just basically
1: I, but basically you're feeling defensive about Potomac which is which is valid
0: and I'm not that girl who can say that Beverly Hills is my number one but maybe I'm lying to myself a little bit because there's something about Beverly Hills that really draws me in and makes me feel connected in a way that some other franchises haven't and I don't I'm not ignoring Miami. Miami's last season was one of the best of any franchise ever. I really thought it was, yeah, like, and it was phenomenal. Incredible. Um, and, you know, Salt Lake City is having a great... Great, 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 yeah. great season. Very chaotic, um, all over the place in the best possible way. Loving that energy, loving that chaos. But I just, I do feel a little, slightly adrift with which franchise I would say is my number one. But then it's like Potomac's panel and stuff. It's just like excellent live. I theater. love all of
1: all of them. I think that Maybe if it's anything, Potomac, like I don't know. But, They're wonderful. But, but like, I think that my critique comes from a place wow, of wow, like wow. trigger warning. It comes from a place of like. I don't like how sidelined Candace has felt for a season plus now. I'm not, and in- I'm not. I, I think that that's partly on Candace. I don't think it's entirely mm-hmm. about Giselle and Robin or Ashley. The lawsuit feels like a real complicating factor that I don't understand exactly how that happened. Because I know you've talked about this on your show, like contractually, like I think they can't sue each other for things that were said. I don't. I guess as an Civilly. extent,
0: right? But, but like because it's Michael. It just feels Who like it's a it's such a it's such agreement. a dangerous
1: precedent to set. and i and I don't like I don't know. it just it, it adds this component where it's like i I feel like it contributes to the feeling that Candace is being pushed out in some way. And I just want more of her on the show.
0: well, to me, it contributes to the feeling that she's being held more accountable and more liable than anybody else in that cast. Right. And I don't know that, as you said, setting a dangerous precedent, like, Giselle has said a lot of like crazy things and I don't as has everybody in that cast which is why we love them so it's like I don't think it's fair for Candace to be sued for this but also like she and Monique got into some legal stuff too although in a very very different situation and that was at that point criminal so that's where there was like a gray area where you could potentially right, go about different. some different stuff but michael is such a piece of shit that like when it comes to which is an opinion management- so
1: i'm not worried about that legally
0: yeah, this is a comedy podcast.
1: <laughs> You're allowed to say some of the piece of shit that's not libelous, right? I or slanderous. I can also just
0: watch the show and that's see what's so, that's what that's so like funny such about an, like a nightmare person who's so toxic to his core right. that to blame Candace for like th- when uh, many other people on that cast have also said Dead things crazy things about yeah. him, you know. I mean, is any of it deserved? I don't know. Does anybody deserve anything ever? <laughs> like, what do we really want to be looking at Ashley's record? Like, I don't. Some no. of this is crossing lines when it comes to like, you shouldn't do it. You know, it's I t- don't
1: think I don't I'm, I won't repeat it for legal reasons, but I don't think what Candace had was that bad.
0: Well, I can't get into that because that's not that's outside of my. Yeah, it's out of my. Well, we can talk about that.
1: <laughs> I'll I'll just I'll just journal about it okay, to be great. safe. Um, Yeah regardless we're early in the season we'll see how so things early. shake out i think it's out. gonna be a
0: strong season see how i can't criticize it i think it's I, gonna be a strong season i
1: respect that but i believe and it. i think that the only reason that i'm even thinking like potomac feels like it's missing something to me is because everything else is so strong and i have been very down in beverly hills for a long time mm. i've been very down on salt lake city for a long time mm. and so like it's such a weird Situation for me to be like, I'm actually excited to watch those episodes, yeah. which like never, it hasn't happened in so long with Beverly Hills.
0: Can I just say one more quick thing before yeah. we shift to Beverly Hills, and that was a really great transition. I appreciate <laughs> that. I want to thank you for that and acknowledge I'm it. I'm you producing. are doing a great job. Is I think Neko's great casting. And I just want to make that really clear. And I really genuinely understood a lot of what she was saying at Pickleball. And I can't stop. Here's the problem with Pickleball is that it's really funny to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't take away. I don't want it to change the name. I want to continue you calling know it who- Pickleball. And everybody have their jar of pickles. Yeah. And Karen and Ray be dressed in, in green together because they're representing And stay out of pickleball. the kitchen. Hmm?
1: Stay out of the kitchen. What do you mean? When you're playing Pickleball, the area that's called the kitchen
0: I don't know anything about. That was it. the
1: rule that they kept saying: was stay out of the kitchen. I don't understand sports.
0: <laughs> I you're, block it out. You
1: were focusing on the fights. I, I was that, focusing I on the. I meant
0: that the food was lit on fire. No, they, I was like, there's yeah, there's like the, like the food the, the beans were on the, on the ground. I don't remember
1: the color, but there's like a Probably color of the green. court. No, why the, is it called the kitchen? Oh, because d- it's pickles. Because they're right up, the fridge, right up the front of like by the net. You hate so much. Stay out of the kitchen. Um, you know what my my association with pickleball is Randall Emmett. And that's why I can't... I think that's why I hate it. I think that's like when I first realized it was becoming a thing was when Vanderpump Rules was like, pickleball.
0: I think that's why I hate it, honestly, because it was Randall saying it. And there I think go. that seeps into my marrow. And you really can't blame me for disliking pickleball because, you know, it's really Randall Emmett's fault, as most things in life Absolutely. truly are. Um, So I just wanted to say for the yeah, record yeah. that NECA, I really do think is good casting. And I actually genuinely, I think I already said this, but I'm gonna say it again. I really... There's something about Wendy feeling a little off kilter that i think is interesting and it's certainly to me preferred to her saying she's opening a bar or oh doing God. a whatever <laughs> and now having a youtube series i i am more interested in this aspect of wendy because while i want to see more aspects of wendy this sometimes this kind of conflict when you feel like it's representative of who you are what your family stands for and everything else Can push forth such like pure feeling and energy and communication, and that to me is really interesting to watch.
1: I agree, Um, and i I think Wendy. I I, the last thing I'll say before we move on, Mm. unless you respond to this, and we keep going back and forth. Maybe there's more
0: stuff we can say about Um, Jackie. Who's to say?
1: No, I think that like I feel like Wendy gets pushed into a corner by the fact that like she has not been embraced by members of the cast. Understatement of the year. Right. And it makes her do this like typical housewife shit of like, let me have a new storyline this season. And it's hard to watch because you're like, I don't care. It doesn't seem real. I don't want to like, what is she doing? But it's because she has nothing else to do because they... Giselle and Robin like have so much power on the show and they have not been receptive to her for years.
0: Yeah. When you're in a position where you have to feel like, or you feel like, or producers are telling you that you need to produce
1: yourself from the position of being on an island by yourself. That's certainly not ideal. I think think Candace has an advantage because she has an actual music career. That's like, yeah, good. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm happy to watch those scenes because like, I think she's really talented. But it is like the Candace show because she's also been pushed into a corner in other Mm -hmm. ways. And she has nothing really to do beyond those solo scenes. Well, she could film with her mom, which... Or Jennifer Tilly.
0: Or Jennifer Tilly, (laughs) like a certain other franchise that I think about so much... So much. And there are times like with the most recent episode where I procrastinated watching it until quite literally yesterday. We're recording this Monday night. I didn't watch the episode from last week until yesterday. But it doesn't mean that I'm not thinking about Beverly Hills all the time. It just means that right now for me emotionally, what I need to be
1: doing is watching
0: Bosch. Mm -hmm. But I watched it and I was like, there's a whole fucking lot here to unpack. Liz I could Heitzman. I could spend
1: an entire podcast episode talking about the scene of Jennifer Tilly reacting to Sutton talking about Kyle and doing like, active listening or trying to perform mm-hmm. active listening. Um, I love Jennifer Tilly. I love Jennifer Tilly, and I think she should be on the show in the more formal? friend of capacity,
0: formal friend of.
1: She's incredible, like an actual star to me, and, and also money. like she's
0: got she's rich,
1: and also from poker.
0: From poker, from her ex-husband, what? creating the Simpsons, Sam Simon, right,
1: right, right, and also someone who like looks unbelievably good for her. Looks good for any age. Thank but you. Happens, but happens to be sixty-five. No, and she's not. Yes, yeah, she is. Take that back. Look it up. Wow, God, which just makes her like I think I adds love, appeal for someone to look like. We
0: Love, we love like women Dr. Jackie. Of all I ages. love a
1: sixty-five-year-old woman who's Dr. like.
0: Jackie's not sixty-five. Is she not? You're pulling that out of your ass. She's in her early 50s.
1: Dr. Jackie? Look up Dr. Jackie. Now I'm just... You look up Dr. Jackie. I'm looking at Jennifer. That is... There's no... I'm looking up Jennifer Tilly. You look up Dr. Jackie. That is a literal
0: joke that you said that Dr. Jackie from Married to Medicine is 65 years old. And Dr. Jackie, if you're listening, that was all Lewis. (laughs) That was absolutely not me. Um, She is, in fact, 65 years old. Okay, I
1: looked up... Dr. Jackie is...
0: 52 and I don't care what Google tells me. I looked up she Jennifer is 52, Tilly. And Jennifer Tilly is like fifty-six. Jennifer 57. Tilly. Don't she's not sixty-five.
1: She is sixty-five. She was born in nineteen fifty-eight. God,
0: and I'm a hundred. So this is just my point wild. is
1: I love I need to learn poker. I think and like cartoons. I love uh, a 65 year old woman who serves like that. We love any 65 year old woman, but especially when they're serving. We love
0: all 65 year old women and we love seeing the stories and chapters of 65 year old women. And I cannot believe I just like it is surprising to me that Dr. Jackie is 65. I I don't know why. It just is surprising. Dr.
1: Simone is also like in her early 50s. Which is what, how old I you thought. thought Dr. Jag- yeah, yeah they're the same age. Yeah. I
0: thought that they were contemporaries and of the same generation in like going to medical yeah. school. But I, b- because they worked together,
1: <laughs> I'm I, glad I, that I just uh, like doubly blew your mind.
0: I, I it, it is so wonderful. It's but, so wonderful. We um, stand, shout out to all the 65 year olds because we stand and I genuinely feel 82. And so <laughs> it is just <laughs> like, unbelievable to me and so in a in the best way that we have the pleasure of watching stories of women of a certain age which is the Colloquial yeah. way of being like, God forbid, you get to see a woman's journey and watch her through the lens of like talking about her sexuality, talking about her relationships and being as invested in those stories because we have been programmed that the only people who are allowed to grow up and mature or not be, be considered interesting and of interest and valuable are men. So I am so happy to find out that jo- Dr. Jackie is 65 and our new friend of is. 65, but I'm also just so happy to see them on TV because these are the stories that I want to watch. Like, all fine and good that next generation of New York is like women in their, you know, 30s, late 30s, 40s, and... Early fifties or mid fifties. Mid
1: fifties, but probably not long for this housewives world. (sighs) Yeah, I
0: don't know what's gonna go on with Jenna, but it's not looking great for her to return (laughs) based on what she's what she's chatting about in her (laughs) press run. Um and I love that her um current press cycle is essentially based around people asking her if she's gonna return and her being like extremely
1: coquettish about it. She loves being asked, but doesn't want to answer. She loves being asked
0: and she loves not answering. And I keep watching those fucking clips and I can't stop but you so when it comes to like Jennifer Tilly and Dr. Jackie and and watching, having the pleasure for some of these women of watching them live their lives and seeing the different eras that they're in. And for other women, we're introduced to them potentially at a specific age. I just think it's like, it cannot be understated, but it's absolutely undervalued mm-hmm. that women are not allowed to age. And that has nothing to do and everything's to do with potentially how you look and the representation of that. But also the idea that a woman can be sexual and um and uh, and also honestly um confused and like unsure of how she's moving forward in her journey that's that is also a great examination like to see someone who does who's saying and communicating that they don't feel like they have their shit
1: together yeah i mean i think that's incredibly interesting that's so valuable as someone who is um spiritually mid-20s plus thank you but um, also 37, I like watching shows about I like when I see people in their 40s and 50s acknowledge feeling like they've fucked something up in their life or that they'd, they've lost their direction or they need to do something else mm-hmm. to kind of like find purpose again, because I think it it's so easy to feel like you should have things figured out by by 30 by 35 whatever it is
0: yeah and often age is used as a pejorative and it to me it was genuinely a question of math like I was just confused when you said that she was 65 it's confusing it, it is confusing but often it's also like and whose age is looked at as a pejorative who is not again allowed to remain interesting and thriving and alive spiritually from a personality perspective and, and whatever else and and it is one of many reasons and also the, the economy Accomplishment that a person can find in their life can be found in any number of things. You might find it in your career. You might find it in your family. You might find it in living in a, a, you know, literal and spiritual independent life. However, it's examined for you you know, Housewives doesn't necessarily do a great job of framing success mm-hmm. where it's like, you have to be married to be considered successful. You have to have kids to be considered successful. You have to have a certain kind of career, even though we can't acknowledge that you're doing pretty well by being on Real Housewives right, and right. drawing that check. You know, it's it's interesting circling it back to Beverly Hills where success often is around your career, performing, money. And now we're looking at the different ways that some of these women are looking at themselves and each other to me, no greater example of that than several examples, but really the Sutton Kyle of it all is fucking fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sutton and Kyle, uh, that that, their last fight was really, it was a little bit hard to watch. Which last
0: fight? The fight at Sutton's or the fight at Garcelle's?
1: Garcelle's premiere
0: which was incredible
1: I think that the the premiere I mean but also yeah the fight when because Larsa was there
0: what the fuck and why was Larsa sitting in between two housewives
1: because they wanted her on camera
0: who gives a shit about Larsa being in Beverly Hills
1: I'm sure someone in production thought it was a good idea to put her there
0: okay well I, I agree I agree I was like um know yourself know thyself you should not be in between two Housewives of the franchise that we are currently sure. shooting. But okay. Um
1: It's Lars's world. We're just living in it. When Sutton said that Kyle treats her like a sister and, and Kyle, Kyle was said, like, don't flatter yourself. That was so mean. That was so,
0: so mean, but also so funny because the thing that's often used, speaking of pejoratives, the thing that's often used is like the insult against... America's sweetheart Teddy Joe is that she acts like she's fucking Kyle's little she's as an actress <laughs> <laughs> she's like that she's Kyle's little sister yeah. and it's like you know live live an independent life when it comes to forming opinions Right? don't just parrot the marketing strategy for team Kyle and, and I
1: always thought Teddy Joe comes up every time because
0: she's so f- fucking annoying but like (laughs) it's the bond that all of us, many of us not everybody that's okay but many of us you know team carrot forever um but uh yeah for her to be like don't flatter yourself I just thought that was it was so bitchy and when Beverly Hills like leans into bitchiness my it makes my heart sore
1: yeah I mean I am so fascinated by Kyle this season Mm. and also I mean when they were in vegas and kyle and dorit had that like lunch about what it was like what do you do like what is a marriage and where do you go in your life when you reach a certain point and like are people meant to be in love forever whatever they were talking about it felt very deep and very real and when dorit
0: was eating an open-faced tuna <laughs> melt was she like toast
1: no when something? they were in, when they were when they were in vegas was she eating a tuna melt yeah, that's I don't what I remember. I think
0: that's what Watch What Crapin said on social, and then I got confused about it. And I've seen that conversation a couple times. I think it was a tuna melt, but she was like eating it in such a way that I was then distracted by trying to figure out what it was that she was eating. I love an open
1: faced tuna melt, though.
0: Well, I'm a vegetarian, so I haven't had it okay. maybe yeah. ever, but like in decades. But I just I don't know that it was open faced. She might have made it open faced, but what's it? Not to be like an idiot, but a tuna melt is.
1: Like tuna, a tuna salad with salad cheese, with cheese on, top. on top, right? Okay, but th- but sometimes you'll have like um, a, like you'll have an open there's like an open face tuna melt, like that a I, tartine that I love, and you'll and you'll at a at a chain in the Bay Area, and you'll have like a piece of bread and like tuna and then cheese on top, and they put in like a broiler so that it like melts on top of it instead of having it as like a sandwich. The
0: confusing part of what it it appeared that Dorit was eating was the bread and mm-hmm. something that was cream. And I don't know if that was tuna. I don't know if
1: that I, was mayo. I'd have to go back and watch that because I was so focused it's important. on we should really focus on emotionally this. raw conversation.
0: Well, I mean, you can do many things at <laughs> once.
1: No, I just I just like I'm like, I've been so I mean, I think that like, getting rid of Rina was so necessary for so Ugh. many reasons, including that we have no idea what's happening this season. And that like so important all and like. Remember, everyone thought it was going to be boring because, like, they were like, oh, nobody heard-
0: did. Rena kept saying oh, that. Lo- n-
1: well, no, no." there were like people online who were like, they brought back Denise, and there's like Cynthia's there, and I heard Lars is there. And it's because there's nothing they have going on.
0: Little do they know and that actually everything it's- is happening. And
1: I was really wrong about the season because I was like convinced that all of the Kyle stuff would be when they picked up cameras again, that we would have like this drawn out thing with nothing about Kyle Mauricio. And actually, it's like the crux of the season.
0: What episode did we just watch?
1: Um, Most
0: of the world last week, me, yesterday. Five? Five
1: or six? And we're already... I think, f- I think five because it isn't six when Emory shows up, or is it seven? Couldn't tell you. Don't follow numbers. Um, um, Some more around there. Five or six.
0: Okay. The fact that we are going so deep into the Mauricio of it all this early, I just want to acknowledge how shocking that is to many of us because I thought it was going to be a whisper campaign. I certainly didn't think that people would be directly asking her about it. And you know, it felt like the world was shocked when their separation was announced. But obviously, if you were in the cast of this show, the fact that it's just so obvious to many people that something is wrong. I mean, sure. Had that conversation been happening on social during that time? Absolutely. So I'm not saying that like that wasn't going on. I'm just the fact that people are like being forthright and actually saying to Kyle, like what the fuck is happening with your relationship is to me surprising and like genuinely. It's great. It's, it's great. I thought it was going to be dragged out. It's not, they're tackling it head on. And then when she doesn't sort of respond in the way that people are expecting, they, um, they go to a different kind of space.
1: Yeah. And I think even, even, Dorit, even though she and PK are allegedly still together and thriving, whatever they're saying about their current status. Um, even for Dorit to acknowledge that like she's not happy with PK or that he's not there for her in the way she needs him to be, I just feel like I both of them have been so I don't want to say protected because I don't feel like that's and Kyle had obviously an awful last season in terms of like her family, but I just like we so rarely got have gotten to see a real side of them in a long time. I think to in particular has kind of become sort of a secondary person on the show. Obviously again, had a really hard last season with the home invasion. Sure. But I just mean, in terms of like, her prior interactions, that, yeah, prior to that. And also like, even that became like, not really, it wasn't talked about that much because what do you say? And it was very sad and dark. Um, I just never thought we'd see them both talking about their marriages like that. And I think that like, that's been really great to see and actually fascinates me. Like I couldn't believe that we had, we had crystal and Erica having lunch, um, and doing the showgirls thing. Cause Erica mm-hmm. was doing crystal Connors, which I thought was incredible. And now I like Erica, which is like really hard for me. Um, we that had having a very good season. Very so good season. We had Sutton and Garcelle on the gondola oh, and loved. we had, um, Kyle and Dorit having lunch. And I couldn't believe that like of those Three duos, mm-hmm. I was most interested in Calendarite. Like, that would never have occurred to me as being what I would want to follow.
0: And also, you know, complicating matters. This this episode, and I think in the upcoming seasons, is the fact that Kyle believes that true friendship is not doing the thing that she has done for many, many, many right. years, which is asking tough questions on camera. Yeah. The fact that she's saying to Sutton, you're like a fake friend for doing your job, this thing that I have done for over a decade. Yeah. Where she has just been implicitly trusted by a certain faction of her cast mates maybe not necessarily the audience but certainly she's had some sort of majority appeal or respect or consideration or power the fact that she is now holding that against Sutton and being like how dare you ask me about my relationship yeah sure was Sutton maybe being like shitty in that moment i don't know possibly entirely pr-
1: probable but well, also sudden, like
0: how do you not how do you not ask
1: i would say Sutton sudden- it doesn't
0: make her a bad person. Here's, a, here's
1: another understatement. Sudden does not express herself in the best way a lot of times. I would say you don't feel that way. I think she is really bad at expressing herself. And I think that she, I understand what she's saying about Kyle, but the way she has framed it is very much like she's exercising a lot and she's eating healthier and not drinking. And she's putting a lot of emphasis on that aspect of it. And I right. feel like that is not the part that we should be focusing on. I agree. Because that, heart to me seems symptomatic of wanting a life change or trying to improve whatever it is like it's not it's like weirdly become like Sutton's focus Mm -hmm. maybe not just Sutton not just Sutton um I it's been weird watching their fights because I'm like I'm not really team either of them I I mean I, I like watching both of them I think that like I don't think Sutton, the, the name of conversation as incredible as it was from a television perspective, I would have been so annoyed if I were Kyle in that conversation, but also thought, I think Sutton's right about Kyle being a bad friend. I can like, I, both things can be true. We I feel. love to hold
0: to I, many I, I think, like, feelings at once.
1: Like, I just kept feeling like Sutton is not wrong, that Kyle has never really had her back, that Kyle like, last season when when Sutton, obviously when Sutton and Diana almost forgot her name because why wouldn't you? That's a Christmas like, gift. Like, Kyle was, like, was kind of either, like, allowing that to happen or was, like, part of that nastiness that, like, that was really hard to watch. Like, the way Diana treated Sutton and Kyle either laughing or not saying anything or, or physically... Or, yeah, physically getting involved. Being a little physically um, aggressive. So I think Sutton's totally right. I also think that Sutton was like so unhinged in that conversation um, with her impression of Erica, which again, like I loved watching and the name um, the name was so funny because I was like Sutton, I could like name 10 instances of you being um, too much, which is why we love you, which is why she was like instantly iconic. But like to Sutton really not know that she's had those that many moments where she's like her reactions feel disproportionate to what's happening.
0: Maybe she had just watched that Liam Neeson movie, Memory, <laughs> which I've seen multiple times on like Hulu or whatever. It's free somewhere where he, um, spoiler alert, loses his memory and yeah. has to find it. Maybe she was in Berlin as he was with <laughs> Diana, Diana Krueger. Mm-hmm. i Diane thinking, Kruger Diane Kruger mm-hmm. excuse me pardon um and they're just trying to figure it out because he <laughs> at many points says name him and you know people don't have a lot of information for him because he doesn't have his license yeah and no
1: stuff. that makes sense um I think of like two of my favorite Sutton gifts are one is let the mouse go Ugh. and the other is I'm gonna freak the fuck out
0: is that about the makeup hairstylist? W- at the Yes, party? yes, to yeah.
1: Tudori. T- and then also, there's she also the one. That she,
0: it was like a massive. There's also the world. I'm
1: going to cry one, where she's in the back seat when they're on their way to Teddy's mm.
0: thing, mm-hmm. where she
1: like she's she's also a ep- facial roller. We can't. That is that is. And that was a really bad. Th- those episodes were horrible for Sutton. That was like yeah. really bad. Like that was like. She's had a bad some bad arcs. She has something of a Shannon quality about her, wow. in that in that like. I have so much affection for her and also think that she's like never escaped a season unscathed.
0: Um, agree uh, with the latter. Um, The <laughs> former, she's a little quirkier, but the, I think the thing that Sutton gets upset about is that Kyle all seems to instinctively use words that are very loaded and big when yeah. talking about and trying to like malign Sutton's reactions that feel to me escalated and like erring on the side of, Almost not problematic, but like not great.
1: They also, were they were both doing it to each other. I feel like I feel like Kyle was implying that Sutton had a drinking problem, kay. and I feel like Sutton was implying that Kyle has a marriage problem without either of them actually saying that. And that's well, why
0: I don't even think it was like implying. I think Sutton's like,
1: well, she was like, "What's going on with you?" I read all, you know, she was basically yeah. bringing up the the. Re- I was trying to say rumors like Meredith Marks, but I can't even begin to get there.
0: Um, rumors. <laughs> I think that. You know, the thing of it is with Kyle, sometimes when she says to Sutton, like, you're out of sorts, you're out of hand, it feels like she ladders up and uses descriptive words that are more loaded, that almost feel like she's trying to, like, mental health diagnose or use that as a way to say, like, you're out of control. Much like Heather
1: Dubrow saying that Shannon was having a nervous breakdown. (laughs)
0: Right, which was un you all inappropriate and un and and unnecessary. It was really, as-
1: it was really awful.
0: It was not a great moment, <laughs> but also if you think about Sutton's family stuff with her mom being yeah. in the mental health field, her dad dying by suicide, I just think sometimes Kyle knows when she's being potentially triggering and maybe she feels it maybe she is a little heather dubrow and like being like you're being too much and like this is maybe concerning to me in a way that if someone cannot communicate well or in in a a manner that other people would most approve of and maybe find most beneficial to like understanding what the fuck it is that you're trying to say you know to draw conclusions from that which kyle seems to do pretty consistently when it comes to Sutton isn't great. And I also think like, some of the Kathy stuff of it all was confusing because at the beginning of the season, I thought that Kyle had
1: acknowledged a sp- she was not happy about it.
0: <laughs> right. And then on the most recent episode, she's like, this has nothing to do of with Kathy. it. Of course, it has
1: everything to do with it.
0: I think or at least it's
1: a huge chunk of it. I mean, I think I don't think it has
0: like everything no, no, to do no. with it, but I think it has something to totally. do with it.
1: I right. This, she but just this didn't want to
0: give Sutton anything. This
1: is why I feel when I say I'm like team neither of them, it's because they both had valid points and they both were hitting. Below the belt, I felt, and Sutton less below the belt, and more like wasn't making Reactive. a coherent point, or was being so yeah. over the top that I was like, I could not have a conversation with this person if they were just shouting name at me. Like I would also be like, I can't do this.
0: Well, and the thing of it is that scene didn't need to go at Sutton's the way that it did. Sutton was like Kyle thought that Sutton was in a mood that was more leaning close to like we're gonna joke reconciliation, about this. or and when Sutton did her like. You know, Grinch who stole Christmas, Doctor Seuss style, like claws out, <laughs> right, as I'm, like pretending right. to be Erica, and did not seem to find the humor in that performance. Yeah, then it was destined to go downhill because they were at very, very. Kyle was like, "Is this a joke? It has to be a joke." And Sutton was like, "Maybe it was intended to be a joke, but since you didn't laugh, I'm dead ass serious." Yeah, doing like a docu series style interpretation of the elevator moment and whether or not it was a conspiracy theory.
1: I don't, whatever it was, it was beautiful.
0: <sighs> There's a lot to unpack. I, there was just, I, I almost feel sad about it. Is Beverly Hills my number one franchise? I mean, like,
1: <sighs> I don't know if I'm, I, yeah, personally, I, I don't think I'm there I don't know in I'm terms about. of what I'm enjoying watching most right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's Beverly Hills. I, I think it's Salt Lake city, has having a great season. So fun. I do think the last episode, uh, the Monica stuff, the the Monica stuff is like, it stopped being fun for me, a lot of it. Like, I think between the stuff with her mom and then also just like... LD millionaire. She She seems in over her head. Who does? Linda? Oh, yeah. And I don't enjoy watching when like a new housewife comes in really hot and then like has a moment like she had in the last episode where she was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't like she was just like, she was so broken by that fight that Lisa did start. But that like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like mm-hmm. she... It's... That's not fun to me for me to watch. So I think that like, it's taken a little bit of the fun out of it for me, but I still love watching it. I
0: don't feel like it, the fun has been taken out yet. I just think that like... Um, salt lake city is insane right now and so fun and chaotic and messy and wild and beverly hills to me is that moodier kind of yeah. show right now it's like giving me it's more weirdly, chateau marmont when it
1: used to be pumped yeah you it's know weirdly grounded in a way that yes. like bh it's never grounded and i think like i'm excited about the next week's episode of the dinner party from hell part three um yes but I am. I hope that it can have like a wild episode and then like also give us like a little bit of like denouement where we have a little bit of like you you look really nervous.
0: Um. Well, I just don't think Denise is going to have a particularly good night. So oh. I don't know how wild it's going to be. I think it's going to be more like Erica trying even to the, laugh. Even
1: Well, that was a hard clip to watch. Was it? The clip of her. Like, <laughs> I mean,
0: Erica's reaction <laughs> of like, I'm so sorry, I'm laughing. I was like,
1: <laughs> I little, um, uh, we need to see it in context yeah we need to see it in context um yeah I don't I don't think that like I but I still get excited to watch Salt Lake City so I don't I'm like I'm yeah. saying that like we don't need to choose a favorite no 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 I just mean that like when it started the season I was so thrilled to mm-hmm. be enjoying Salt Lake City and the level that I was yes. and I still I still feel that way mm-hmm. um I don't know that I could do like 20 more episodes with things as they are right now um but a lot's changed for me I think the biggest change obviously is that now I'm a Stan GK um, I know. How I, did that happen? I just, I fucking love her. Those glasses um, are
0: sold out, but they were like $920 because I googled it. Not that I wanted to buy a just, pair, but I just like, wanted to know how much they were.
1: She really flopped her way into iconography. And I cannot, like, there's something so beautiful about her performance, but also, like, her trying, her being the voice of reason between... Lisa and Monica is who wild. behave like toddlers with each other like mm-hmm. they both are so immature with each other that you're like yeah we need an adult in the room and for whatever reason that's Angie K. Angie K is the grown up and not because she's the oldest one.
0: Um yeah, Angie K is giving I don't know which sister energy. I don't know if it's older, middle, younger, but she's keeping some aspects of the family together and I appreciate her for that.
1: I Yeah, I I think that's the other hard part about those those fights between the fights between Lisa and Monica. I always like enjoy watching and then it gets to a point where I'm like, you're kind of just being like mean and it's a little bit childish. Like it kind of goes on too long and it's like imitating Lisa's voice. Well, it's not
0: intended to last for a while. It's just these shooting sparks.
1: Yeah, the sparks are fine. But when then it becomes like you're ugly and you're old. And I'm like, I don't, it's not like I'm offended by it. I just think it's kind of like silly like it's it's very childish i don't really like that's not the kind of conflict that i want to watch on housewives
0: yeah monica doesn't dig deep she digs dark
1: yeah it's not even but it's also like we've seen like and lisa's like i hate you so yeah i mean they're they're both like not i mean i love watching lisa in a fight because she is she doesn't she's not really good at it either i mean like she's not are there really good fighters on salt lake i feel like not really
0: um heather is typically in a really good power position so when she heather has the ability to like stir the pot in a way that she doesn't she both gets too much and too little credit for i mean meredith Marks is an iconic fighter because we when she fights she she had so many different languages she had
1: a an incredible episode and then like 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 retreated for the rest of the season and now is just like on the silence. Although one of the funniest moments of the season was when Angie K was like, which she's always Angie K. She can never just be Angie. No, she's Angie K. When Angie K was like, you threatened my family and Meredith, was like, I did not threaten your family. And Angie K was like, you said you could destroy my family. And Meredith was like, I said I wouldn't destroy your family, <laughs> which was so funny that I was like, I had to like play it back because I was like, this is like, that's like Meredith at her funniest.
0: Because Meredith said, "I could do it, but, but um, I won't." Right? Yeah, she's... I said, I,
1: "I said I wouldn't," but I. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny. Um, yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying it. It is still a delight. I, you know, I think that Jen Shaw, whoa, was so unnecessary on that show. There and, we go. And oh yeah, no, I mean there's nothing. And yet Monica
0: keeps referencing her, like Jen Shaw doesn't didn't speak well of these people. So so now I understand. That was that
1: that was the first. Those were the first. It was early on. The first moments that I was a little bit iffy on Monica was because she was like, you know, I don't trust what Jen says. And then at the same time was like, as soon as she got mad at Heather or at Lisa, was like, well, Jen said that they sucked. And I was like, Jen said a lot of things, including to the elderly people she defrauded, right? And like, why are we listening to her? But I think that season three was. We talk a lot about how bad the Heather stuff was last season, which, like, totally fair. I think Jen kind of escaped unscathed in some ways. When, like, her behavior last season was also very, very hard to watch and, like, very unpleasant. Which, like, I don't blame her in the sense that she was about to go to prison, but, but she's always, had but she was always like behavior. that. She's I mean, like, I, awful, I, just like extre- extraordinarily
0: toxic person. That's
1: why I've always kept Salt Lake at a bit of a of a distance because, mm-hmm. for me. Season one, I really enjoyed, but then Jen would just do too much and it was too housewifey and it was too like throwing glasses. I just like, it was too much too soon. Season two had like the peak with the Mm -hmm. arrest episode and then it was back to like Jen being Jen and it just was, I don't know. Like, I don't, that's not what I look for in, in housewives. I need a little bit more of that grounded thing that Beverly Hills is doing and Salt Lake City has never been a grounded Show. There
0: are moments where I've found meaning from Salt Lake. Like certainly the Heather Lisa dynamic when, so good. It, when it talks in talking about how they have different identities and experience lived experiences as members of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Like it has a lot of meaning, a lot of depth, but it, it's to me no comparison to what we're watching on. BH right now. Like right. Salt Lake City isn't intended to be that. Like no, it's, it's Beverly Hills but, is is proving itself in a but way. Salt
1: Lake had one of the realest storylines. And then because it was Jen, we we never got like a very because it was Jen Shaw and because Heather wasn't willing to like actually reckon with what any of that meant, we never got the kind of like the real element of that story. We never got like the I don't feel like we got what we could have gotten with like the show could have been a little bit more If it were other a different cast, I feel like we would have gotten a different experience of that whole whole thing. The
0: only real part of it was the fact that she was sentenced to prison and pled guilty. Right. No other aspect of it was real. That was the issue to me.
1: Right. I just mean, like, the reactions to it, the way it was processed, like the way that sort of Jen dealt with her approaching trial. um, None of it was it was all still kind of in that mode. Mm. of being larger than life and over the top
0: yeah which is not real which
1: is not real it's and I'm, I'm saying that like manipulative they there was a real story at the center of that but yes, even but that never, wasn't right.
0: right well also if jen is the one being the storyteller if it's jen's story yeah. being told what's right. the likelihood that we're going to get and to maybe the we the don't
1: matter? maybe we don't need a real story i mean like yeah. whitney is trying very hard to make her marriage a story this season and it's not working out for her
0: I don't understand what's going on with Whitney, but obviously we'll know more with this like email or message or something that involves Lisa. That was the clip for the upcoming episode. Not to be this person, but I have been the entire entirety of this conversation. Can we just shift back to Beverly Hills one more time?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Just like when I was like,
0: can I say one more thing about NECA before we shift back? Which is that there were so many moments of depth, and it's just like I felt what the show was doing, what the editors were doing with like using the hashtag. Um, of the conversation around Garcelle's film and putting so much attention on that film was entirely deserved for many reasons. But I also feel like Garcelle is owed a lot for what she has had, the burden of what she has had to carry that no one should have to for participating on Real Housewives. So when it comes to like focusing on her projects, Beverly Hills has a history of doing that with select Housewives. It's been Kyle, it's been LVP, where it's not necessarily about storyline, it feels to me like this is the thing that select powerful housewives get to do in exchange for staying on the show or maintaining a certain presence on the show or whatever else. And Garcelle deserves that for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be connected to the trauma of what she and her family have experienced solely from being on the show. Yeah, um but i i just i watched that scene in that moment and i was like she so fucking deserves this and mm-hmm. it's like everyone needs a reminder at a certain point like sometimes most especially the cast that like this is garcelle beauvais like we need to <laughs> you know no, no but i'm like dead serious. no i know
1: but it, it very much felt like the show acknowledging her power position here and Which like is she's right she's like essential to the show at this point
0: She's v- such a good housewife and, and such a good person and i just she, needed to say that
1: she's bringing yeah she's bringing so much to it i i really yeah i really appreciate her so much on the show and i feel like I mean, there's a lot of reasons why the season is is good so far. I think there's a lot of things that are working um, for the show being good. I think Rina being gone, you know, is top of my list. But I also feel like... And the, Diana. And Diana, obviously. I, I forgot she was on the show last season. Mm. The people who have stayed, you know, I think stayed for a reason. Um, the, you know, the, the, the hardest I think right now is that Crystal feels so adrift, which again feels like a little bit of the situation where she hasn't entirely been welcomed in by anyone on the cast. Not not in a not in a significant way.
0: I think that that will change because there's some sort of connection to the new housewife and right. them not like fucking with each other. Yeah. But once again, circling back to Garcelle, Mm-mm. the thing that I... Sorry,
1: sorry to not take it. Sorry that I moved away from Garcelle for even a moment.
0: I just wanted to say that like the emotional labor of... And the emotional trust of what she is doing on this season, especially in talking to her sons about their feelings, their relationships, what Jax did, and going up to Erica, P.S. Garcelle, such a, such a
1: great moment, such a
0: great moment. Glad that Crystal was there, and also Garcelle saying in the confessional, like P.S., like she should have been the one to do this. She's the adult. I was like spot on. Yeah, but also Erica saying in that confessional, like you could see the pride in which she was saying, like Garcelle has done an excellent job with her kids, and you, I could feel that affection from eric on that moment that's like one of three times that that has happened (laughs) so i that really like held close for me but like um can you just imagine you know there's the conversation that she had with dorit which i mean there were moments where dorit was like did i say that like oh shit i did say that like you should just get over it which is unacceptable on any level and also just incredibly hypocritical and Garcelle digging in and being like, I'm not just going to let you get away with that. Like you need to understand the consequences of it." Yeah, is important. And it's also just like for Garcelle to have the trust of showing her sons and her relationships with her sons in the way that she has done, obviously with a lot of caring and respect. And I'm sure with, you know, a lot of other things in mind that no one should have to think about based on the experiences and, and, and. Jack's and really all of her sons being attacked in such a horrifying way on social and targeted and noting all of that, the fact that she is willing and able to still open herself up and have these conversations with her sons, I just think is incredibly impressive. And it saddens me that like what she has had to experience what her sons have had to experience. I just think that you know it goes without saying but oftentimes the problem is that when something goes without saying you don't actually say it Yeah. Um. it just it needs to be said that she I just have such enormous respect for her and also the fact that like she and Sutton are so close and that she's going to say the shit about Kyle like we're talking about your marriage whatever like that, yeah, yeah. In that moment is like where you're not wearing the ring or whatever it is that she says just I fucking love her no I mean like, she gets she gets to the right. point of the matter it's like at a certain point I need Garcelle to be like okay we're going to talk around this but like what's going on with your Marriage. Yeah, like that is well, powerful.
1: She's because she's a really good producer. Like she's a good,
0: she's a great,
1: she's a really she moves story along. And I think that Rina thought she could do that. I don't think do it's that, producing. But, I think
0: her gut instinct is like cut well, the shit.
1: Call it what you want, but I'm saying she makes she moves things along in a way that she makes a show. She does move things. Makes the show better, Excellent. and I think that like Rina saw herself a little bit in a similar way of like she's kind of self aware and she's shit stirring and she's like. I think that's how she saw I'm herself. I'm so sorry, how, you
0: guys. This is an audio podcast and I've been giving so many faces. Not
1: how I saw Rinna. Um, But I think that what had happened Rinna with... Rena definitely thought she was what self-aware. It, what was happened with Rena is that she became so protective of her alliance and so unable to, like, kind of move past that that, like, I think it would be really hard to watch the season with her as... Team Kyle kind of protecting her from whatever if she I mean, I don't know if she would have done that. I don't know how it would have played out. But that's what I imagine we would have seen is Erica in a much less interesting spot because Erica would would not have to be vulnerable. And Kyle would have a little bit more of a soldier. Um, she doesn't really have that anymore.
0: Um, we are going to shift to the Patreon because there's a lot yeah. that I have to talk to you about. I know that you wanted to discuss Bethany and Frankel, Always. and we will get to that. There's a lot that I want to unpack about Miami, um, mm. which we've only scratched the surface on this episode. Because again, you know that's really on Bravo. There's just too much tuna. It's just too, <laughs> too much of that tuna melt. Honestly, too much of that tuna melt. Um, but can I just ask you the most loaded of questions? Yes. Maybe we'll shift a part of it over the Patreon. But Kathy was on the Today Show with Paris to promote. The second season of Paris and Love. Sidebar could not more highly recommend Paris and Love. The first season was
1: fascinating. Wait, can you just tell me? Did she have a child by surrogate? She's had two, and
0: she announced her daughter London on Thanksgiving to her family. Yes, because I, I saw
1: a clip of that, and I was confused, and I was like, "Oh, it's probably by surrogate."
0: Um, yes, that she
1: had. It's harder to it's harder to hide versus when you're Kylie
0: Jenner it. who. Um, did not have a surrogate, but did also, uh, her family was aware that she was um, with child and then announced to the world that she was, um, that she had had a baby. Um, So... Uh, I just couldn't more highly recommend season one of Paris and Love. And I have pretty decent expectations around se- season two. But Kathy was on doing a, you know, press run with um, Paris to promote the show and was asked on the Today Show, what's what the fuck is going to happen with? That's exactly the way that Savannah. it. She <laughs> I'm says, sure. What the fuck? Or no, it wasn't even Savannah. I think it was Hoda and Jenna, but whomever said, um, uh, that, you know, like, w- what's happening with Kyle and Mauricio? Yeah. And there's nothing I love more than when um, folks on the Today Show pretend that they're watching the show. It's mm-hmm. They do that. They have to do that with everything, but they do an incredible job. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Kyle and
1: Mauricio? I uh, think they're going to get a divorce. I don't... I think, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I think they're going to get a divorce. I think they are both dating other people, and I think that... Um, huh. That's how I feel. As a gay person, I feel totally comfortable saying that I think someone is in a queer relationship. Okay. I, I, I do. I don't think there's anything problematic about that. All right. Great. But um, that's beside the point. The point is, mm. I think they're going to a divorce. So you know
0: what I was thinking is that I don't know that they're going to get a divorce, but I don't think they're going to be back together in a relationship. They're right going to like business.
1: Ashley and Michael it?
0: I, Ashley and Michael, I think, is being dragged out. I think that with some very, very high net worth couples, there is a decision that is made to just like formally separate in terms of I'll live here, you'll live there. For all intents and purposes, we're divorced. But we're you're not, but we're not for for the purposes of splitting assets. That for some people, you don't necessarily sign a paper unless another person requires it. If like yeah, Mauricio get wants to get remarried, I could see them not. Who would want to get remarried?
1: Though there's so many more contracts to deal with. Then if you're well, like very, if you're very wealthy and you have to like you know do another prenup and all that stuff. No, but they didn't
0: have a prenup. No, I mean, if
1: you were going to get remarried, you'd have to like do all that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that they could totally just be separated. Yeah,
0: I just don't think that they're going to be back together. Do you think that
1: Ashley and Michael are ever going to actually divorce? I could not care less.
0: i'm Jen. i'm dead serious i I'm
1: just could not care less. i just think it's like interesting that like she announced that she, they were splitting up like how long ago and they're like yeah and it never was the, gonna one actually... of the one of the
0: brightest spots for the entirety of the bravo community we came together in ways that we don't typically we really all to rejoice
1: um yeah i don't know i think it I, I i feel like they both seem so independently wealthy to me now right like they're not they don't like i mean mauricio has a lot of Money. I'm,
0: yeah, but they're, Kyle, bo- they're they both they're both doing well, a but money. also Kyle contributed obviously to the success of the agency, totally. and I think that would be a literal nightmare to try to figure out. So we'll see. I just don't think that they're going. I just I found it curious. Um, the and Kathy's response was really interesting. She was like, essentially, at the end of the day, Kyle wouldn't have made these moves. She's like a very smart person, and she's in control, and she's got it together, and she would not um, have made that decision lightly if she felt. Uh, the, Kathy's interpretation of it was that th- there will be a more permanent split. So
1: Kathy was saying that it was Kyle's dec- decision that we know that already, or did we just assume that? Oh, I think we all know that. I mean, I, I don't think that Mauricio was like, "Let's up." <laughs> I think Mauricio was like, "What day of the week is it? What's happening?" Sure, sure, sure. No, no, no. I mean, I think we could have like inferred that, but I don't know if that was like a thing that we knew for sure. I think everybody, yeah, assumed. I mean. <laughs>
0: listen this episode could be 14 hours long we are going to shift to the patreon um to have a little touch base um in the meantime lewis pitesman what you got cooking what can we promote where can people follow you on social mention it all
1: literally nothing to promote um but you can follow me uh on twitter at lewis pitesman or on letterboxd which sarah's always like what's letterboxd what is but it's, it's a about movie, it's why i write little movie reviews
0: but it's not the thing that you do at the supermarket right remember how there was like a thing where you it was like a um it was like where you could get a soda but instead of a soda it was a movie
1: what was that what was that red <laughs> box that might be one <laughs> <else>. <laughs> it's not it's not that okay, it's cool. not that cool, no cool, cool. uh follow <laughs> me there at lewis pitesman um Yeah, Love it. Well, we are going to shift over to the Patreon. You can
0: listen to that episode, which I think is going to be chaotic, which I'm so excited about, at patreon.com slash andysgirls. Number one way to support the pod and some incredible um, ideas for how to celebrate the holidays, Um, Hanukkah, Christmas, neither, both, by um, signing up for the AG Patreon. There's also a premium tier called the People's People's Couch, where you can record an episode for the Patreon with yours truly, or just chat with me and connect and have a little Zoom kiki. So all of that is available at the AG Patreon. You can follow me on Instagram and allegedly threads at Dame Galley. And <laughs> I'm um, so excited for this deep dive because you did you pre coming in the door. You said I had
1: some strong feelings about Bethany. Yeah. And yeah. I'm
0: excited to unpack it. And um, I have some I don't think con- controversial feelings about Miami, but I'm curious oh, for your thoughts okay, about um some stuff and I also just want to shout out Adriana because the way that she was using quiet luxury to drag um cool. that quote unquote surprise birthday gift was the one well, that part. Alexia was
1: like wait do you see what Todd got me yeah
0: and then when she was talking <laughs> it back and she was like what I just meant was that he was spending a lot of money but I don't know which mm. is like oh sweetie you done fucked up there um was very into it guys thanks so much for listening to this episode hope you are all doing well and we will chat with you soon bye bye